0: This is the Average to Savage Podcast with Paul Gorino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for episode A of the Average to Savage Podcast. I got a special guest, Daniel Rodriguez. What's up, Dan? What's up, Dan? How's it going? It's
1: going good, man. How are you doing? Good to be talking to you
0: again. Yeah, finally got you on. It's hard to, hard to catch you.
1: I'm an elusive punt returner, you know what I mean? That's
0: my nature. Yeah, for sure. So for the listeners that don't know you, could you give me a brief introduction of yourself? Uh
1: my name is Daniel Rodriguez, and that's in bolts of why relevancy in my name even exists. It's because I was a part of what's known as the bloodiest battle in the war in Afghanistan. I have 27 months of combat, a purple heart, bronze star, medal of valor. Went on to use my GI Bill to go to Clemson University, walk on, have the opportunity to earn a scholarship underneath Davos Sweeney. Uh, played in 36 consecutive games, including a Medal of Honor Bowl at the 37th, undrafted to the St. Louis, now LA Rams. Uh, played in four preseason games with concussed against Kansas City walked away from the game a changed man knowing that that was not the route I wanted to take or dream I wanted to chase anymore having reached the pinnacle of what some say the NFL consists of but ever since that in college I became a best selling author on the speaker circuit full time I get to dabble in different things that life kind of throws my way and I've been able to try to structure my life according where I do what I want and the investment itself is important for me the time that I possess to do and put energy into new projects into new friendships relationships what have you uh, is imperative and the ability to kind of be my own boss um has always been precedent in my nature so uh that's kind of where i'm at i'm a jack of all trades i've worn many hats in my life i've seen a lot of different various roads and that's a bit of a
0: synopsis about my life yeah for sure that was uh, right on point so so uh-huh. you, you come out uh you come out of high school right and then you uh you went to the army straight out of high school right I did literally about a month and a half after
1: I graduated to something, uh, just events in your life, change, taps, and sheer navigational direction, so I was off to the military before I knew it, and uh, yeah, it was right after I graduated high school.
0: Gotcha, and how long were you in there for?
1: Uh, four years. I did been army for four years.
0: And, and what was the experience like?
1: Uh, to be frank, the military was the most racist place I've ever worked, um, i felt that it was a melting pot of chaos, but at the same time, at the end of it, you become united via uniforms somehow, because when people are shooting at you, you don't really think much of anything else besides survival. So it's a very uh, unique workplace environment, especially being on the front lines of war and, and, and facing daunting experiences. But in a nutshell, I mean, it gives me perspective, it gives me diversity, it gives me a competitive edge in life, I believe, because I've been able to experience and survive extreme circumstances and live to talk about them. Um, And, you know, on top of that, the military paid for my education and it's been a a building block to numerous of things that have come. Uh, sure. My experience is very as a roller coaster would on any amusement park theme ride. So, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat. I take the good with the good, the bad with the bad, but I never kind of sugarcoat what my
0: experience was because everybody's is different. Yeah, for sure. I love that realness. And uh, so how did you end up going to Clemson?
1: I was recruited there, man. I put out a recruitment video that went viral on
0: YouTube mm-hmm. and Coach Leaney's, um predecessor's excuse me, one of his bosses, if you will, um, sent him an email of
1: the board members, and he clicked it solid and gave me a call. And it was just by chance that, you know, people uh, had grown interest in my video, and it, it kind of uh, inspired people to share it. And Coach Sweeney was very persistent about getting me to go there. He was, I mean, on top of getting the transfer waiver, I was a non-qualifier coming out of high school, but I was five years removed. You know, I'd already been in the military. So mm-hmm. there was a lot of things that needed going to go into play. And Clemson and Coach Sweeney were just, you know, on top of it. And I just felt that this was going to be a place I could call home. And, uh, you know, I knew from early on that that was, you know, where I was going to end up if everything uh, worked out. And it did.
0: For sure, for sure. And what was your experience like being at Clemson, not just as – a uh, football player, but as a student,
1: uh, it was a necessary um, experience, I would say, because you know you lose a lot of yourself at war. You're, you're in a unique position to come back to readjust in civilian life, and on top of that, have recognition. Mm-hmm as a war hero and playing for a division, top division school that's got national recognition, there's a lot of things that came with that. And I felt that, you know, there was a poster boy mentality and this, that and the other that was very mm, suffocating at times. But I also knew that what I endured in life was giving me an opportunity to kind of reshape and restructure my way of thinking, my ability to, to grow as a person, to meet new people in my life, you know, the coaching staffs, relationships that I built. So ultimately going to Clemson was such a life saving uh, moment was such a life-saving, you know, timeline in my life because it kind of let me get a lot back in my life as far as, you know, my work ethic in the the classroom and just the way that I viewed life and, and had youth around me. Again, that was almost naive in a sense. It was just the balance of severity to reality or a new reality. Um, and I felt it was very um, worthwhile with my time, and uh, I dedicated everything I had to school because I wanted to graduate and have that resume. So uh, it was cool. It was a great experience. I loved it. I loved the community. I loved the re- relationships I had and the energy that the campus had on, the, on a daily basis. It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah for sure. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say uh, college just felt like a dream? Say again. I said, wouldn't you say college just felt like a dream? Uh, I mean,
1: there was a lot of work. You know, you, you <laughs> dreams come with sleep, and yeah. I don't. Didn't sleep much in college. You know, we got as a walk-on. You got to be up for the for the early, uh, early workout. So. Uh, but it was definitely living my dream, if you will. I, I remember reflecting back several times to times in war and times on your couch just seeing college football, thinking to yourself, you're going to be there one day, and then, you know, you're running down the hill. So it's definitely uh, a fulfilling a fulfilling feeling.
0: <laughs> yeah, for, sure. Yeah, you know, for like,
1: sure. You accomplish something like that, and knowing that that's what you've been set set forth to do. And, uh
0: done. Gotcha. And then who approached you to, um, write your book Rise?
1: Uh, I had a few people reach out to me. I did a special on DBF, and mm-hmm. he, one of the main guys on that, like the PI, the, director of that shoot and was good friends with the my ghostwriter joe we were connected hit it off and it was something that they approached me for and kind of walked me through the steps and people really really liked the pitch um and i had the opportunity to have a ghostwriter and really work hand in
0: hand with somebody that i thought was doing a good job and that was that was where the book came from yeah now i know you've been doing a lot of uh, public speaking and stuff like that and like where where have you been doing it and like what's uh what are some like dope places you've been to oh man
1: I've given probably around 50 keynote speeches. I've been able to go to Hawaii, um, speak at West Point, uh, Virginia Military Institute, different veteran organizations, Fortune partner companies, coaches, NFL teams. Um, it's been a broad spectrum of where I've been able to speak at, and, and I'm very grateful for the opportunities because, you know, it's a unique career, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, it's such a gratifying feeling knowing that people will find inspiration from your story, and every time you kind of get to share with somebody uh, in a different uh in a different life, in a different bubble, if you will. Like, it's really cool because then you just become more connected with more people and you realize how simplistic humanity really is and how great and along ones can get get with each other, people can get along with each other. And I think the more I travel, the more I get outside of everything that, you know, I kind of am consumed by it, that's what helps me ultimately grow and give message on stage is because I don't want to be the same redundancy, you know, I don't want to have the mundane lifestyle, I want to be continuing to evolve and to inspire and see more for me what's out there, so... I'm kind of in a unique position where I get to speak about it, uh, and I want to continue to be authentic when I'm on stage and what I speak about is what I'm actually living. So uh, for me, I kind of have to tap twofold and and play it by ear when I get the opportunity to speak because uh, at the end of the day, like I want to have something fresh and of topic for the crowd that
0: I'm presenting to. Yeah, that's going to be my next question. How do you prepare for like each one? Do you have to like do a little different when you know like if it's say if you did like a college versus I don't know like a big company or something it varies
1: on themes and um different um depends on the theme of the conference so a lot of yeah. places will have you know a slogan or some type of overall um message that they want me to relay mm-hmm. and then I'll kind of take and choose from my catalog as far as my life goes what stories represent because at the end of the day I don't call myself a speaker I, I tell people I'm a storyteller yeah. and it's based off actual events you know it's a true event so you know, I have a plenty of stories as far as when people want me to relate to their, to their audience or to their um, employees. So whether that be from more from the football field, or just life in general, you know, I really kind of just choose from my catalog and plug and play and uh, try to get something that's specific and, and genuine to the crowd and make sure that it fits the themes and overall messages that the
0: people who hired me wanted to fulfill in hit. For sure. Have you uh, got hired to do any commencement speeches? I've done two. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, where have you done
1: Uh One was, like, a graduation for a veteran thing mm-hmm. down in Texas. Yeah. And, no, just one. The uh, second one, I wasn't in commencement speech. So
0: just one. Gotcha. And I remember uh, hearing about rumors about, like, a movie coming about about you. Is there any updates on that. I mean, it's all rumors
1: and speculations in this time, my man, yeah. but people do have ice script, People still want to make something, so just plan it patiently, and uh, if something happens, you'll be the first to know.
0: For sure. And uh, what do you? What else, What else? other projects are you working on now?
1: I'm the chief evangelist for um, Hemp Water called Hemp Hydrate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been an amazing opportunity to learn finance and business and global distribution and banking, so I'm um, kind of getting a crash one-on-one course on that and uh that's in the cbd realm the hemp industry so uh really exciting um seeing kind of a new industry evolve in the u.s and really being on the front lines for the last year and a half with the laws legality just different things that Uh, one needs to be informed in in with um, in this field so uh, it's been cool that's kind of something that I'm putting myself into now I feel that I'll have a good opportunity to grow in that space and uh, yeah that's kind of what's what I'm looking forward to
0: now. Yeah for sure I keep on seeing CBD waters everywhere so what makes uh, your water different? Well one I'm behind it not too well (laughs) Um, so
1: we're the first not the first but we have CBD on a molecular level so this water, uh, the CBD is broken down to the same size as a water molecule and infused through reverse osmosis. Uh, so you're getting CBD on a molecular level when you drink it. So if you think of oil in the water, you know, it's non-soluble. Your body is actually not designed to absorb oil. Um, but ours is on a molecular level, so when you drink it, your body's actually not rejecting any of it, it's all absorbed. So you get the benefits and, and, and results almost instantaneous. And it's just a different way of consuming CBD, and a lot of people are uneducated and don't know what the benefits are for them. So we're just getting amazing feedback. And as the stigma and perceptions are so slowly unveiled and, and the tides are turning, if you will, uh-huh. I think more people are going to kind of start. Start educating themselves and, and getting, you know, products like mine into their system and, and being transformed in ways
0: they never knew how. For sure, for sure. And I almost forgot to ask you, what was your experience like um, playing with the ramps? It was,
1: it was good, man. It was good to understand how the system worked, mm-hmm. um, the competition level. Because unless you experience it, you might always have that salivating factor of what if, or shoulda, woulda, coulda. And being able just to get a glimpse of it, just a little taste of it, I had enough to know that even if I, in a perfect scenario, I made a roster and played, I don't know if I want to do it for an entire life. Like it's a grueling and gruesome, gruesome sport. So it almost enlightened my outlook on football and then also slowly let me push that ship into the ocean as as it sailed off into the sunset because it was almost um, letting it go. So uh, I'm very grateful for the effort I put into football and had the opportunity in the Rams for giving me a shot uh, to get a taste on that level because, I mean, you know, so want to be able to say they played
0: in some NFL games. So. And what about, what kind of advice could you give, like, an athlete or a person coming out of the military, like them finishing their careers, basically? I guess it would be two different answers.
1: Uh, I mean, it's all mindset. Like, yeah. I feel, don't think of the military as a pinnacle. You know, for me, I never thought it was going to be the end-all, be-all. I had moments, but after, you know, circumstances in my military career, you know, I got out knowing that I had to do something different. And I tell military people, don't act, don't think that you're special coming out. Like, don't try to boast about it. Just just be who you are, you know. And if you have a positive attitude and you want to go back and play sport, you have all the resources available to you. Tap into your GI Bill um, and just go work hard. Like, the work ethic that you can put and look forward into, whatever you're going after is going to carry over into habitual um, habitual uh patterns for your personal life so Mm -hmm. i just think that if you can kind of keep your mindset good um know that you have the opportunity to go back and play or use sport or use your uh GI build and go do it because uh the road doesn't stop after the military that's just only the beginning
0: for sure for sure and uh i seen uh i think it was maybe last year you were just playing like a little pickup soccer are you still doing that
1: uh no man i enjoy the game but uh i turned the chapter on the athletic side of d-rod and focused more on business longevity fight business um, and kind of just self-reflect, if you will.
0: So, <laughs> gotcha. You're still you're be. still a workout warrior, though, right? That's gotta be man. Health and wellness <laughs> number one. For sure. All right, now I got some uh, fun questions for you. I'm ready. All right, so who were, who are your uh, favorite uh, sports teams and athletes growing up? Oh,
1: everything DC. I
0: mean, the <laughs> so all DC sports.
1: Obviously, I've liked the Vets game for like the last ten years. Got to shout him out. Hmm. Um, even on the Redskins, like, I was a big Daryl Green fan growing up as a kid. Basketball, John Wall's my guy. I like John. So... But I also did see Swaggy P like two weeks ago at the rooftop bar, and I did tell him, I was like, yo, when you were with the Wizards, I had your jersey. Um, <laughs> so, um, but, yeah, man, D.C. sports. I used to be an Orioles fan growing up before the NAP came into town. Yeah. I switched back to five. I admit it, I'm van- I, I, I switched to D.C., but I used to love Cal Ripken, Rafael, Palmeiro, fucking Wendoroids with his shit. So.
0: <laughs> for sure, for sure. I
1: did do that got bought up by the Yankees. <laughs> but, yeah, but all the area i threw
0: up on did you get to um talk to any of those teams i did
1: the Redskins gave me a tryout but i had made i got signed to the rams before i ever made it to their tryout so gotcha. yeah, you know,
0: it was cool no i meant um like speaking engagements
1: mm. no i have not spoken to any dc sports teams no
0: yeah you gotta, you, gotta, you gotta link up with the capitals now i know right that'd be <laughs> huge that's they just won um uh, what, what, what's on what's on your playlist
1: uh bro i go music friday spotify and just play shuffle <laughs> is anything Anything, bro. If you don't put yourself out there to randomness, you'll only be defined by your routines.
0: You're going to do the the Drake in my feelings challenge?
1: No idea what that is.
0: <laughs> 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 oh, man. How about this one? What are your thoughts on LeVar Ball?
1: You got the son or the father?
0: The father. What about uh...
1: TV? I don't really follow much shit on social media. I actually try to keep myself from all the distractions and just try to focus on me. Okay. So, like, yeah, yeah I don't true. know much mainstream. <laughs> all I right. What about I try to uh, like there's a lot of things that distract you from that. So I try to like just focus in on what.
0: For sure. What about what's the difference between living on the East Coast and the West Coast?
1: contractor, GS something, and out here, it's like everybody's liberated and is creative and kind of runs in, in, in entertainment more. So, so mm-hmm. it, it's, uh, it's kind of unique having been in Boston scenarios and living in the Midwest in Colorado and St. Louis briefly. So I've been all over the U.S. <laughs> and uh, I, I think the way of life that I would cater to for myself would be a West Coast mentality. I enjoy kind of a more laid back chill, more diversity. People come from all over. Um, I'm growing up in the southeast, you know, so, you know, there's a lot of bubbles and pockets and I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy culture, I enjoy diversity, so I think the west coast where I live at is a little bit more diverse, and for me, I, I enjoy that, I just feel like I'm more more at ease, um, but I grew up in the east coast, so my roots are there, I enjoy it, but uh, it's good to have. Differences and in, in, in new, like I said, new journeys, new chapters in life. Whether it be location of life or or new careers, so I'm always open minded. I'm all, I'm already looking to move potentially somewhere else, live overseas, switch
0: things up a little bit. But uh, we'll see. For sure. And actually, I was about to ask you: Have you done any speaking engagements overseas? Uh, just Hawaii, which is over ocean. Yeah. Oceans, but... yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. And uh, is uh, Clemson uh, wide receiver you or what? Of course, bro. But did I not
1: graduate from there? <laughs> is there any other? learning yeah. catches bro. learning catches during my three years there. A lot of people don't know that.
0: Yeah, all your all your boys are killing it right now. I
1: know. I know. Iron shiver, sharpens iron. So I tell people.
0: <laughs> oh you're just you're you still training with uh Hopkins?
1: Uh, I haven't seen him in a few months. We hadn't trained since black last boss season. He's been hella busy doing his own thing. Same with me. Uh yeah. got Humphreys out here though. We still train. Um, he'll be out here soon so yeah just you know whenever I get an opportunity to work out Mike Williams hits me up we, we were supposed to do a workout yesterday but just schedules conflicted so yeah whenever I get him like that's obviously something I enjoy doing just reuniting with teammates and friends and doing a workout just because I love working out so that's always more to come for sure
0: for sure do you still talk to uh, Coach Sweeney?
1: I ain't talked to him in a minute man uh, times change you know Their their jobs are very demanding of their time hey. and
0: for sure Daniel I appreciate you coming on and if you wanna give us where everybody can follow you at even though you say you don't use social media let me know
1: I mean I'm on there um, (laughs) but I try not to follow or you know type things unless it's like relationships or people that you know what I mean that are meaningful I don't wanna I have got caught up in a lot of shit when I moved out here first not just moved out here but just college and shit like I just restructured my life where I have precedence and other and other dimensions and my social output so uh, but my social handles if you want to follow me are Daniel Rod I think mean, it's like Daniel Rod underscore 83 uh, is my IG and uh, Twitter and then Facebook as well so yeah if you guys want to see me do whatever I do you know free but uh, no, no need no beg, no hard feelings <laughs>
0: Oh, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on the podcast.
1: Well, always, man. Appreciate you saying on me, dude.
0: <laughs> Just see his key. Laters, bro. All I right, see you. Either.